Welcome, everybody, back to our Christmas to New Year's marathon here at the Vale of Sound. And um, as usual, we try to give you um, some diverse listing for these interviews. And I'm very, very glad to have um, one of the, shall I say, um, legendary Iceland black metal band circus people around for this one. So I'm very, very happy to have Einar from Fortif here on the show. So thanks for joining. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Is this live, by the way? No, it's not live. It's Christmas, you know, this for everybody again. Uh, yesterday I recorded in, at the moment. It's my Nordic days. Yesterday I on the 27th, I recorded an interview with uh, with Gustav from Spurf from Tromsø. And uh, now November 28th, we're recording this year. Uh, the release date for everybody. You you know when we released this between new between christmas eve and new year's eve so no we have not gone into live streaming um yeah. but for everybody i can already tell you that there might be something like that up for next year um so einar thanks for joining um one of the reasons is of course i, I want to talk with you about the new record narcissus um, I would also, of course, like to know a little bit about your opinion on that whole Icelandic black metal scene or metal scene. Um, and, of course, at the end of every interview, every of our interview partners has to go through the infamous quickfire round, but more on that later. So, um, Aina, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong, but Fortif is already running in its second or third decade by now uh it's uh 20 21 years old yeah so we're we're just entered the third decade of existence um you have released a lot of records you have released a lot of records that uh, a lot of my friends and i like a lot for various reasons um okay Something that strikes me very often is that although one can hear, you know, roots in black metal, if anybody asks me to name a like a black metal band that if I had to, that I would compare Fortif to, there is only one for me, and that would be Beffery. Um, right. And I'm not sure if you have heard that before. No, I, 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 I've been stuck uh, with the enslaved comparison basically from mm -hmm. the beginning. My, my, um, yeah, I can also see enslaved. Yes, definitely. Um, it's for me, it's Beffery for all the pagan and and all that melodicness that is in your music. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so there is something that strikes me. You know, you have a a knack for writing songs that have a very, very good melody line. You know, it's never devastatingly crushing. It's never, oh my God, the world is going to end very, very, very soon. No, there's always some kind of positive melody in there. Is that something that is important for you not to be like complete pitch darkness? I think it uh, creates more tension in the music to mm -hmm. not dwell in one, you know, place the entire so, time. I think, I think that intense, uh, the tension and the and uh, you know the, the mood swings are mm -hmm. become greater that way. Basically, so would you also? agree i mean like there is a huge debate always in any kind of metal you know like whether it should be the darker the better but would you also agree with me that black as a color cannot exist without white and that therefore if you want to have a strong contrast you also need some bright spots well i've never maybe consider that exactly like you say it but but 
uh, when you have that white, you definitely feel that black more, you know? Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. If you would only know one thing, then, then what would, would, what would that be? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk but, a little uh, bit. You go ahead. Let's say, uh, let's say, you know, where I come from, uh, Iceland is, is very much like this, you know, it's very bright in the summer, very dark in the winter, you know, so I think it's, uh, it might have some, something to do with this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So let's talk a little bit about the new record, Narkissos. For yeah. all the, for all the Greek people out there, I know I mispronounce it, forgive me. Um, <laughs> yeah. How did you decide on that record title and on the overarching theme for the whole record? Um, uh, my wife and I have been going through uh, some legal processes against uh, against people that have uh, or yeah people I can say people yeah uh, that uh, have basically uh, tried to fuck us over financially mm -hmm. and we, we it's it's a very long story and it's a big legal case that we have been now going through for two years mm -hmm. uh, a little over two years uh, it's been a lot of struggle and fight and courtrooms and all kinds of bullshit. Uh, and I never go into those details, but uh, I needed some kind of an outlet for this. And mm -hmm. Narcissus is a reference to narcissism. Because that's what we've basically been dealing with here. Mm -hmm. And I've been uh trying to uh as you know we fight <laughs> basically fight these people mm -hmm. i've been trying to get myself into into the way they think you know try mm -hmm. to understand how they how they are seeing this how they are thinking this what they are planning mm -hmm. and to get myself basically into their head and and this has been uh, inspirational process for me as well you know everything everything i experience everything i do everything i see it's it's always going to be inspirational for me anyway so mm -hmm. this is that era basically and and yeah, yeah so uh i knew already that narcissus would confuse people that type mm -hmm. they would yeah. think ah he's gone over to greek mythology mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I, I knew that would come off as confusing, but I, I, I liked the title too much to let it go. And, you know, I just went with it. And yeah, then it's just up for me to explain what this is. Which is totally fine. Would you yeah. then say that this record is a revenge record or a fight record? It's basically, uh, wow, well, um, it's, uh, you know, uh, American Psycho. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, you know, getting into the head of, of that person and, and uh, visioning his life. Do you uh, think that? the other side is aware of being a source of inspiration to your music? I'm not sure he's listening to my music, no. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> or I say he now because there's, of course, like a main culprit in this thing. But, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. Um, we we Let's not go into detail. We, you know, we, we don't want to wash dirty clothes on, on the show because that's personal. No, um, no, I no um, it, yeah and it's 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 personal it's uh, it has legal complications and it's just boring on top of that you know? yeah the letter is the most difficult one to deal with right it just bores the hell out of you and at the yeah. same time probably takes up a lot of time it's time consuming 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get back to Narkissos. Um, so it's very interesting that you choose this um, because, of course, you know, a very referential title, you know, a Greek. Is it a demigod? I think it is a demigod, right? Falling in love with him, with with his reflection in the pond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there moments when you are so proud that you can feel that way, too? For example, proud of your music. Well, I, 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 like I always said, I, I think we all have some sort of narcissism up to a mm -hmm. certain degree. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I brought, you know, diving into the subject, I, 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 of course, start thinking about like social media, you know, and and yeah, all that, and and. Yeah, I think we all have it. It's uh, it's just, uh, and then there are many types of it too. So there is the uh, what is it called? Malignant narcissism. Yeah, the bad form. Yeah, which I'm basically tackling here. But you know, then it's the maybe the more uh, or, or you know less serious one. Hey, look at me. <laughs> yeah yeah and and but then there I'm, is also a positive one right you know achieving you know being in love with yourself but at the same time doing something good for for society you know okay if if he is a little arrogant then nevertheless maybe he has reasons for it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It could, yeah why not but correct me if i'm wrong but that that element of narcissism that is as far as i understood the record that is not an ongoing theme it's not a red fret throughout the record right so can you tell us a little bit more uh, yeah, about yeah, it's the a, yeah. background it's a red thread through the album yes but but in very many uh, different shapes uh, side... yes in different shapes and there are side steps there uh, as Especially in the middle of the record, there are uh, there are some side stories that are somehow I think relate. Like, for example, track number seven, "Ilskalmitle Galta," is about Loki, mm -hmm. the god. Mm -hmm. And well, we can debate if he's a narcissist or not, but uh, I <laughs> felt like uh, I felt like he fits the theme <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's an old song too so so um, it's not written especially for this particular concept but mm -hmm. i thought it belonged there so definitely if you then say that you know not every song on this record was written specifically for narcissus um and you've already mentioned track seven. I will not try to repeat it. I, I don't want my tongue twisted. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Are there other tracks that you had in the pipes for for from times before? Yes, but not lyrically. Uh, mm -hmm. Not lyrically, but yeah, uh, musically. Uh, you know the music. Some of it is goes as far as 2015-16. Wow! But, Nearly but, ten years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but that's normally the case for me. You know, I have mm -hmm. so uh, such a such a archive of ideas mm -hmm. that I. You know, if I start to write and I need something, I just go into that and until I find something that I'm like, yeah, I want to work on this. You know? Okay. Yeah. So do you then have like a literal archive with sound files and sound snippets that you then go back to or is it written? No, it's sound files, yes, snippets and yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes whole songs too. It it varies, but uh, okay. mostly mostly it's uh, maybe a couple of melodies, one two riffs, uh, you know, 
but yeah, sometimes it's the whole song. But uh, yeah, my phone is full of this. And... <laughs> and then you find a few songs where you say, okay, like I would like to work on this. Do then you alone do the majority of your work, of the work, or does the whole band get together? No, like uh, like it has been, I am just demoing everything with like a drum machine, mm -hmm. bass, guitars, uh, sometimes a bother with the vocals for the demos, mm -hmm. but usually not. Um, and then I present it to, to the band, but that has been uh, the way, but uh, I'm hoping to change it. Uh, the the new uh, bassist in the band, uh, I would like him to maybe get a bit more involved. He has some good ideas that I would like to work with him on. So when he's listening to it, this and breaking sweat that he has to work a little bit more now, <laughs> yeah, but I think he's excited about it. I mean, he has some yeah. he has some ideas that he wants to get out there, and 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 he is uh it's very much in line with Forty because i mean he has been listening to Forty from the beginning of of the band so so uh he's influenced by it and 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 so he fits right in you know in that sense so we are musically on the, the same wavelength pretty much i would say good thing i mean like that that's the way it should be right um when listening to Fortif, um of course one of the things that is striking is uh, the amount of for lack of a better word uh pagan um metal influences in some of the songs um maybe the word anthemic like epic and like nearly like a hymn or a war song or something like that. That is striking. Um, is that something that has been an influence on you and on your writing personally, like that kind of genre, that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, most of it comes from cinematic music, actually. Uh -huh. I'm very much in it, into film scores and stuff like that. And I incorporate that into into my music as much as I can, without uh, maybe um, letting it dominate the music. Can you can you give an example where maybe not a particular song, but maybe a score, maybe one movie score, where you say like, okay, I listen to that piece or listen to that soundtrack. And that really got me going. That influenced me here, or that inspired this part. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, I, I, I will, I will name two of you know. Uh, f first of all, it's 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 not a soundtrack. It's Moonlight Sonata, uh, <laughs> because we talked before about about um, white and the black. You know, the dark mm -hmm. and the light. Uh, yeah. Moonlight Sonata. Uh, taught me taught me that actually um, mm -hmm. the first part uh, especially is this uh, uh, this struggle between the minor and the major chords mm -hmm. and uh, creates creates this uh, you know this struggle we were you know this drama <laughs> mm -hmm. that we, we were talking about earlier but uh, uh, film score is definitely my favorite. Is uh, is uh, Gladiator by Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer and Lisa Gerard. Oh, yes, 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 and Lisa Gerard. Let's not forget her. She's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's funny that you mentioned that one because at university, um, I wrote a university paper for my history class uh, upon write that soundtrack. So. Uh -huh. Actually, on yeah. both both soundtracks because there are two different discs. Yeah, I, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, uh, I'm a huge fan of that soundtrack. Yeah, 
Although from a history point of view, that that whole movie is rubbish, but the soundtrack yeah, exactly. is awesome. And and from yeah. from a movie perspective, it's a good movie. It's just history wise. Yeah, it's well. Not... But I know. Yeah. Okay. So Jaquin Phoenix is of course like a, a great actor. He's just so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, I know. I realize the historically this movie is rubbish, but uh, it's yeah. very well made anyway. Uh, yeah. The, and the for music, everybody who the music, yeah. the music, it, it. I don't think it would be a lot without that music. To be honest. No. No, 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 no. There are so many not, scenes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not nearly the same. Let's say. And it's, it's also very often the, the parts, you know, which are seemingly very calm, where the music takes it to a whole different level. I mean, when yeah. when when the, the the gladiator is dying at the end. And he's walking through the fields, and all of a sudden, there is this change of color, and there is also a change in in a, in tonality. That is perfectly yeah. done, definitely. Um, for everybody out yeah. out there who who wants to know, there is one thing that is historically accurate about the movie, and that is the fact that Emperor Commodus really fought in. Um, in the circus, in in the Colosseum, um, but he didn't die there. Mm. That's the only thing that is historically accurate. Okay, um, so, so he did fight himself in the in the ring. In the yeah, he, he fought himself in in the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, that's that's for one thing, but um, it's interesting then. I mean, like here, you also give us an example of a soundtrack that, although it is done at the end of the nineties, turn of a turn of a century, um, it is very much a classical, classically inspired soundtrack. I, I was going to ask how you like people like Vangelis, who also did incredible soundtrack work, for example, for Blade Runner. But which, of course, is totally different to that. Is that also something yeah. that you like, then? Yeah, I mean, yes, definitely. I'm into, I'm into all kinds of uh, film scores and sounds, definitely. More and more recently, because uh, I am accumulating these huge sound banks myself. So, you know, I have many 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 gigabytes now of all kinds of sounds that i still haven't used and uh, i'm like a kid in a candy store now <laughs> would would that also be something that you would like to do to score a movie in its entirety that would be a dream yes that would be an absolute dream so hollywood if you see this <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. if if you yeah. could choose a kind of movie would there be a, mo a kind of movie where you say like oh something like late runner something like taxi driver something like gladiator that would be it or uh, does it not matter at all uh, yeah yeah i think i would definitely uh, want to go for either the sci-fi genre or or something ancient Okay. Something mystical. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, I think historical. I I can imagine the letter working perfectly with with some ideas that you also present on Nakisas and on the other older albums as well, of course. Um, interesting. I I would not have guessed that. Um, and it's also interesting because lately I've heard. I've heard that very often. I've heard very often people saying like, oh, um, movie scores are a, a huge source of inspiration. More and more people acknowledge the importance of movie scores, which is cool, I think. Um, on the other side, of course, something that is often... And it's not just... You go. 
it's not just uh, movies. Yeah, it's not just movies. It's also video games, because the that music has uh, moved into the video games now, and it's no less. It's the same brilliance there going on there today. So, and and That's even true. some retro games uh, love the music. In some old retro games, love the music too. But I hope you're not talking about that eight bits, yeah. eight bit stuff like Tetris. <laughs> no, no. Not that. Okay. It's interesting. No. Um, I'm talking yeah. about old stuff like like the nineties, like uh, late nineties, like uh, Diablo two or, yeah. or Command and Con or Command and Conquer, the Red Alert. Yeah. Uh, just awesome music in those games. Yeah, uh, also actually on... Diablo two. Diablo 2 soundtrack is actually one of my all-time favorite music ever made. Okay. To, gi to give everybody who's listening a little bit more of a background here, if you want to know more about, you know, the difficulties of writing a soundtrack for a, a video game, you know, a few, a few months ago, we had an interview with Hidden Orchestra with Joe Akerson, and um, he, he spoke about that. And he also spoke about something similar to what you've been saying. He said, he said, like, scoring video games now is something that he loves to do. Uh, you not literally more than than scoring a movie, but that that is something that he definitely would like to do more and more. Um, what I wanted to ask is um, also something related to that pagan aspect in your music and also to that narcissist idea or that topos that you used. Um, all of that is based on religions and cults, which a lot of people nowadays would call havens. Um or something like it's not a monotheistic religion, right? Um are those kind of non-monotheistic or better said polytheistic um, uh, religions, are those more to your liking than an institutionalized yeah. Catholic church? For sure. I, I, I basically have no uh, problem with any mono... mono. No... <laughs> Monotheistic religion. I have a problem with uh, with uh, monotheistic religion. I have no problem basically with the others. You know, mm -hmm. I'm against the Abrahamic religions, mm -hmm. that dictatorship. Yeah, it's it's all yeah. it's, it's always interesting. Whenever anybody asks me that my point of view on that, I say like, okay, the guy up there, the pilot up there, I ain't got no problem with him, but. The grounds personal down here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, I have nothing against, uh, for example, the stories of Jesus as such. You know, I have nothing against the character. You know, it's the yeah. it's the fuckers it's the fuckers that worship him that are my problem. You know. And it's also interesting that a lot of people talk about Jesus as this glorified person, which, of course, for everybody who is of Catholic belief, he righteously is. But let's think about it this way. The guy preached um, preached a, a non-capitalist point of view. He was, you know, I would think that he was a socialist in a way. Um he comes from a country where most Europeans like to send their asylum seekers back to, you know, he, <laughs> he didn't fit into any kind of institution back then uh, or any yeah. kind of regularity. So we're basically talking about a person that we are worshiping, worshiping, but we're only worshiping because he's been nailed to a cross. If he was a person yeah. in the 21st century, and and why are they worshipping the cross that he was tortured and killed on? It's easier to worship a cross than a wall. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I imagine <laughs> they had hung him on a wall. 
then we would be yeah. carrying a brick around with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I guess you would not take your anti-monotheistic ideas to the extent that some guys did 30 some years ago in Norway. You wouldn't go about and try to set flame to those institutions. No. No, I, I, I maybe if I uh, was still a teenager, I might consider it, which I, of course, did. <laughs> But uh, as a teenager, but uh, uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, like we have, we all have to admit there is a certain kind of appeal in that picture of that wooden church burning in Norway. I mean, like we all have to agree there is some kind of allure to that. You know, it's very romantic. It's a very romantic uh, image. <laughs> it's it's as yeah. much allure in that picture as there is an allure in that cover for the first Rage Against the Machine album, you know, that monk burning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is an allure to that. Um, let's go back to the recording of Nakisos. I mean, like, the record was re released middle of October through Lupus Lounge, a.k.a. sub-label of Prophecy. Um, yeah. When was it written? Was it, is it one of those pandemic records? Or is it Shortly after, uh, most of the material is shortly after. Uh, I released World Serpent in 2020, and it's after that. Most of the material comes after that. So, this record is not directly influenced by your experiences through the pandemic. No, mm -hmm. no, I wouldn't say that. No, I, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have a bad time during the pandemic. <laughs> I have to say, it's interesting. There are only two kinds of people when we talk about that. Yes, yeah. okay. Um. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not empathetic to people, and and they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying for my personal life, this was nothing. Um, I want to come back to to one aspect, and that is the 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 melodicness of the songs. Is that something that comes natural to you, or is it something that you have to strive for? That's uh, pretty natural. Yeah. I, then you I, are uh, one lucky bastard because I think that 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 ability to have those big parts in such sometimes tumultuous soundscapes that is that is awesome. I like that a lot. Um, but I can, the more I think about it, the more I can understand. You saying okay, there is a lot of soundtrack love in there. I can I can see that. Um, so, Einar, uh, I, uh, I know that Iceland is far away from everything, but uh, what can we expect for twenty twenty four? Will we see you on a larger tour throughout Europe, playing some festivals or? Are there other goals for 2024? Uh, the only goal for 2024 is actually to play live. Oh. For 40th, yes. Uh, Have you already goal. set some things into motion? Yes, but uh, I'm struggling with the lineup. And, oh. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's it's I'm looking at the festivals um, the ones that are actually taking commissions we do not have uh, a promotional agency behind mm -hmm. us so so I'm gonna have to do the booking at least for now myself and, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of the festivals that don't seem to 
be accessible, uh, you know, which I kind of understand. I mean, uh, they can't be going through maybe thousands of applications. I don't know. Yeah. Would you? Uh, you go ahead. Yeah. You know, please. I have nothing. Would more. you? Would you <laughs> rather? Would you rather play a festival dedicated completely to black metal, or would you be open to any kind of festival? Yeah, well, uh, I was trying to uh, read, for example, uh, Midgarsplot in Norway. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to read them, but no, no answer so far. Uh, so yeah, that's this pagan festival, of course, or, mm -hmm. or Viking festival. Uh, we would also fit in a black metal festival for sure. I mean, we we have such an extensive uh, catalog of yeah. different kind of songs, and, mm -hmm. and and we could do different kinds of sets, and, and yeah, we could fit in pretty much anywhere, I would think. But, well, um, an ambient yeah, festival. Yeah, no, 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 maybe not. But uh, at the same time, uh, I often feel like uh, we don't belong anywhere, you know. At the mm -hmm. same time, I sometimes feel like that because we, you know, we don't fit into the black metal category. We don't fit quite into the Viking metal or pagan metal category all the time uh, either, you know. Uh, Sometimes I feel feel like we just don't belong, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, if we um, want to look at it positively, you could also say because you serve a lot of different genres, you you fit on a lot of builds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I agree with that, and I also, you know, I it's intentional also to I I, I strive to try to create something new. I don't want to fit in to something mm -hmm. that's already been done. I want to try to do something new that you haven't heard before. You know, I strive for that. You know, that that I want to create something new that I myself haven't heard before, you know. So would you say you also I'm... like to be an outsider just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, for sure. And, and that's uh, how I can, you know, come back we can come back to the pandemic you know i i had no problem with just being secluded and not contacting people because i am an outsider like that hmm. i mean like when iceland is a good place to live you know i'm i'm pretty sure there are parts of iceland where you are very secluded um yes, uh... But but that's another thing, you know. During the pandemic, there were no tourists, and and all the great uh, places were human free. <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds so funny the way you say it. Okay. <laughs> um. So to to maybe take it a little bit too far. Is this love or this liking to be an outsider does that also for you in a way implicate your own personal kind of freedom not having to adjust to any kind of expectancy or any kind of group yeah i totally totally want to live that life yes i'm not trying to belong to anything i'm i don't uh i'm not a uh you know I, i'm not a tribal person mm -hmm. it's interesting when you that you then make music which a lot of people associate with tribes yeah very true <laughs> very true that's one contradictory point of view that you're mentioning yeah but I, yeah. I, yeah i get that I get that. And of course we have to we all have to be clear that when we're talking about that kind of metal um and when we're then talking about tribes I'm like that is a niche community, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and in a way I I do have my own tiny tribe, you know, like 
I'm not saying I want to be uh, entirely alone. I mean, I have my wife, I have my dog, I have my parents, I have a uh, few close friends, you know. So, you know, in a way... You're not a hermit. No, I'm not a hermit, exactly. You know, so, yeah, you, you can refer to that as a tribe, maybe. But, uh, yeah. But I like but the I, idea of getting freedom through a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, what I mean by not being tribal is that I don't belong to any groups. I don't belong to any political groups or, you know, any kind of activities or anything. You know, I don't, be, I, I don't seek anything like that. But can I then ask? One last question before we come to the quickfire round. You say that you don't belong to a political group. And we hear that very, very often in metal, you know, whether it's pagan or, or black metal or death metal. We very often hear like, oh, I, I'm not part of a political group. Totally fine. But does that for you also imply that you're an apolitical person? That politics don't interest you? Yeah, they interest me, but uh, but uh, there's not a party out there that I would vote for. Yeah, which yeah. is totally fine. Um, it, it, it's just something that also my students very often say, like, okay, how how can I be an apolitical person? Not me myself. I I am a political person. I I got my ideas and affiliations. But can can students ask like, can they be a political person without? Um, associating with a party or something like that. And I say, of course you can. Of course you can. Yeah, you can make I, up I, your yeah, mind I, about things. Yeah, and I am. And and, and I, I, I consider, you know, the, what should I call it? The least uh, worst <laughs> ideas, you know. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, but it's, it's in general flawed. You know, the system is flawed. Yes, there are there are flaws in the system, definitely, definitely. But at the same time, we also have to admit that we have not come up with a better one yet. No. Um, the as appealing as the idea of communism is, it is really appealing, but unfortunately, it's not fit for the human mindset. No, I think my ideas about the community are so uh, far out there. You know, they are impossible to uh yeah this kind of uh something like uh something along with the you know i don't know if you've seen zeitgeist the word uh, or the documentary oh no i haven't seen that one oh okay yeah but would you consider yourself more a Conservative or a liberal person, or somewhere in the middle? If I have to, you don't have say, to. If if I would have to, if I had a gun to my head, I would go a little bit to the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And to to be clear for everybody out there, there is nothing wrong with conservatism. There is nothing wrong with conservatism. It only is wrong if you go to the extreme part. Exactly. I think uh, uh, extreme left is just as bad as the extreme mm. right. Of course. Of course. I mean, worse, like, even, worse even, yes. Well, I don't want to say worse. It's just, you know, everybody thinks that the extreme left and the extreme right are so far apart, but actually they're not. Um, there have been moments in the 20th century, for example, in, in the conflict for Palestine, there have been moments when anti-Semitic right-wing groups have been working with left-wing groups because they had a common enemy, and that was Israel. So yeah, yeah. To, to make it clear, all those illusions that we have of you know, left is left and right is right. Yeah, they don't work always. Therefore, no, it doesn't always work because because uh, uh, the the ulterior 
uh, motive is always uh, yeah. is always financial. It's always financial. It's wherever the money goes, you know. So you know, ideals go out the window. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, easily, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. where the money is, basically. Yeah. I mean, like just follow <laughs> the money, and you, and you will see the truth of everything. Yeah. For example, think that the U.S. financed one of the most, one of the worst communist regimes ever in Cambodia. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Um, no, no, one uh, thing, if I if I try to see you correctly, then I would guess that you would rather live in smaller communities that that, that can govern themselves, right? Yes, definitely. And then we are very, very quickly back to paganism. Cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, for I like sure. that. So, uh, Aina, first of all, thanks for all the interesting ideas and all the interesting thoughts. And also for giving us cool examples about your love for different kinds of music. Um, however, nobody leaves a Veil of Sound interview without having to go for the quick fire round. You always get two alternatives like uh, vodka versus gin or um, reading versus watching a, a TV show or something like that. Black versus white, um, Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. There is only one answer to that, but you know what I mean. So you'll always get two couples, make a choice and give a short explanation for your choice let's start off with something easy because i think that both of us come from a time where we listen to our fair share of heavy metal do you prefer the maiden with paul diagno or do you prefer the maiden with bruce dickinson bruce dickinson is there one maiden album that you love most uh, Fear of the Dark, maybe, or uh, Number of the Beast. Interesting. For as a record, it would also be Number of the Beast for me. As a song, there is hardly. I mean, like Rise of the Ancient Mariner, of course, but Fear of the Dark as a song is is awesome. I love that one too. Um, let's go to fresh metal. Early Slayer versus early Metallica. Early Metallica. <laughs> I shocked you there. I saw. No, 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 no. I, I also like. No, no. I, I also like. For example, right, the lightning. I, I love that record more than, and I know people will hate me for that, but I love it more than Rain and Blood. That's just the way it is. I think uh, at that time Metallica was uh, more. Um, uh, technically better musicians, you know, composers yeah, at definitely. that time. Yeah. Slayer was more brutal, more hard, of course. Uh, but Let's get it right. I think Metallica were, were a stronger band, I think, at that time. I mean, like when we both when we think about the fact that both bands were also influenced by punk, then we have to agree that Slayer carries those roots much more on their sleeve than Metallica. Yes, totally. But again, you know, Metallica, just like right. you said, musician-wise, they're just better. Yeah, especially after the first album, because, you know, Cliff Burton story, if you know the whole Cliff Burton story, you know, he got them into these musical, uh, uh, different musical ideas that uh, really you see a band grow and i haven't seen i don't know of any other band growing so immensely between uh, in one year yeah. as they did between kill them all and ride the lightning it's yeah it's an amazing change of a band yeah definitely i mean like that is not that is not a little a little step that's a huge leap yeah let's turn our ears to death metal Morbid Angel versus Death. Death. Yeah. I've never been a big Morbid Angel fan, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're okay, but I never got into them. Mm -hmm. 
like uh, yeah and uh my favorite death album would be sound of perseverance i know a lot <laughs> of people would disagree with that but uh you know I, they say human or, or you know i have to admit my 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 opinion on that changes every few months um yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's, that in itself, true. I consider a good thing, you know. If Except, you can change your opinion on that question all of the time, that is a yeah, good thing. Well, yeah, that is a good thing. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, if what you are listening to at that moment is your favorite, then that means it's just fucking great music. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I I want to exclude that. Uh, Painkiller cover, though, that was not a good idea. <laughs> well, everybody has a flaw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Metallica okay. has Lulu, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, they... <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I tried, because it's them, I tried, I think, two or three times to listen to that album. I can't get through, like, five minutes, and I'm just... I have to turn it off. It's just a fucking horror. It's a train wreck. What the fuck? I didn't, I did, I have to admit, I didn't even try for one reason. There has never been an album by Lou Reed or with a huge influence of Lou Reed that I liked. No, no, no Velvet I, Underground. No, no, I just, no, I just don't no. like the guy. I agree <laughs> with you totally. I totally agree. It's like, is this even, this is not a musician. What the fuck is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's just an ass. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh let's come to something positive from Germany. Creator versus Sodom. Oof. Uh creator, I guess, but uh neither of the bands have been hugely influential to me. It's not a question of influence, it's just like what do you like more? Um, I think I would move more towards creator, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you indirectly hinted at, you know, like uh, a, a love for, for movies and, and, and comics indirectly. I hope I got that right. If you had to choose between the two biggest comic universes, would you choose Marvel or DC? what the what is dc sorry dc is superman batman and all that stuff and marvel is spider-man the uh, avengers uh, black widow black yeah. panther yeah i i guess i would go for the dc if i had to <laughs> Ooh, here we definitely uh, disagree okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. totally fine for for yeah, composers but, but, but I, I, it's funny i never said i was into comics but <laughs> but there was something where you said like a, a love for something maybe maybe i misunderstood that but anyway, but I'm, in, um, but I'm into I'm into uh, cartoons, you know. That was it. That's where I was thinking about that. Yes, I, I never said it though. But you've mentioned <laughs> something. I I will listen back to it. Yeah. Do you have a but favorite into... cartoon? Yeah, I think uh, Castlevania mm -hmm. would be my favorite, all-time favorite. Mm -hmm. But then I'm into I'm into all that you know, South Park and and. And Futurama and, and American Dad and all that stuff. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the little subversive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and of course, let's not forget the best of them all, uh, Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty. Well, as a lifelong Simpsons fan, I have to disagree on that. I, but that is I, also I, something. I, I got into the Simpsons even before they came to Germany and therefore... I have a lifelong love for that show. The Simpsons uh, have some great moments, but they sometimes get so fucking cheesy and yeah. American American cheese, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, composers: Ennio Morricone versus Vangelis. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know that. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I have to state here that I am 
horrible with uh, knowing who does what. Just to be clear on that. Hmm. Then I can help you. I'll give you a soundtrack or a movie for Morricone for a handful for a handful of dollars. Okay. Or the good, handful. the bad, and the ugly. And Vangelis, uh, fourteen ninety two, that movie from the nineties, or Blade Runner. Well, I will take Blade Runner. I will take Blade Runner out of those movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, uh, I, I see a movie, I fall in love with the soundtrack. I look up the soundtrack, listen to the soundtrack. I don't bother to actually know who wrote it. You know? okay. Hans Zimmer being the only exception, basically, because of... Okay. Uh, so because, would of, that... because of the Gladiator soundtrack, you know. It's interesting yeah. that you that you mention Zimmer, because most people would probably say that the same thing about Williams. You know the guy who did Star Wars and all the other great things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have to say I, I'm really not a Star Wars fan. I, I just think it's so stupid those movies. But well, it's a fairy tale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It, it, I don't care who likes yeah. it or doesn't like yeah. it. But, but the music is fantastic. Fantastic yeah. music. Yeah. I think so. Williams. Yeah. Okay. If you had to choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, is the there music. one that you like? Hmm? No, no. The, the music, you mean? No, general. No. The TV show versus the, the, no, the movies. No, no yeah. I, would, I would not. You would not I'm choose? Not into Star Trek. I no, I would not choose. That's, cool. <laughs> that's, that's all good. Um, as we're talking about Movies, maybe you have an opinion on that one. I'm not sure, but Stanley Kubrick versus Alfred Hitchcock, 2001 versus Psycho. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Yeah, I would have to go for Psycho. Yeah, yeah, the only uh, movie ever that I know of which kills its main actress after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That well, alone yeah. is. Do you do you know why Psycho was shot in black and white? No idea. Hitchcock didn't have enough money for color film. Okay. Was that his first, or was no, that no, 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 no. It, it was, it was, it was. It's one of his later ones, but he nobody yeah. gave him enough. Everybody said, like, you, you're going to kill your main actress after twenty minutes. We don't do that. So he basically had to finance it by himself, and he just didn't have enough money to get color film. No. Did not know that. Last one. And I think it will be interesting. I think I, I, think I know which one you choose, but nevertheless. Baffery versus Enslaved. So that we come full circle again. Yeah, I, I choose and play there. Mm -hmm. Aina, yeah. thanks and a lot for your and... time. You, was you that go a ahead. Or you no, 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 no. That was not a surprise. No. I, I, I would, as we have talked about it before, I would have guessed that you chose but, that you would choose. I, I, I would, I would still love to be able to separate the forty name a little bit more from. From the enslaved name, because uh, you know, mm -hmm. I would like people to. Uh, well, you know, I would I would like uh, to not be so compared to them all the time. But you know, whatever. yeah, it's not, of course people hear what people hear, and, and it's yeah. not up to me to decide. Of course. See, I hear something different. Yeah, that's cool. Aina, thanks for your time. Um, you. Thanks for all the insight. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Everybody, if you like this, give us a subscription. Give us a like on Facebook or on Instagram. If you want to support us, go to our website. You'll find all the information there. And Aina, now for you at, uh, I think it's what, 8, 11? 
10 minutes past eight in Iceland. Uh, nine. nine. Okay. So your chance for for last words. Uh, yeah, you totally got me. I'm I'm now like thinking about the clock and the time difference. There's well, a here, time it's, here it's ten past ten. Yeah, when you in Europe, when you change your clock, you know, you you we don't we never do that. So. So we have two hour time difference and up until like a couple of weeks ago, it went down to one hour. Ah. Yeah, because yeah. we went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we are on the Greenwich Greenwich time. Is that yeah? Uh I'm I'm Central European. Yeah, we are GMT. Mm. Greenwich Meridian. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we never move our clock anywhere. <laughs> well, that might also be a good thing to do. Yeah. Aina, let's, enjoy let's the rest of your evening. My last words, because uh, I'm tired and I have nothing else in my head. <laughs> oh, cool. So enjoy the rest of your evening, my friend. Talk soon. You too. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Take, Bye -bye. Care. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye.